Hello everyone, I am Matthew Thomas. You're watching Super Cool Radio. People should be familiar with my guest this time. She appeared on the first season of Super Cool Radio. This Australian rocker recently released a killer new EP entitled Flirt. Please welcome Cassidy Paris. Hey, how are you going? Thank you so much for having me. Of course, welcome back to Super Cool Radio. Look forward to uh, chatting with you. Very much to discuss. It's been a busy year for you, even with everything going on. It has, indeed. It's so cool to be back. For sure. But before we dive into everything, because as I said, we had so much to discuss, but uh, what music have you been listening to this week, Cassidy? I've been listening to a lot of Rick Springfield, actually. So really? my dad and I have been jamming out to some of that stuff and some of his stuff. Um, some old school stuff as well. Like I've been listening to a bit of Kiss, a little bit of ACDC. Um, so, yeah, but we listen to a combination of things. We've really been into Pat Benatar recently and have been recording like a couple of covers of her her tracks as well. So that's been super cool. Very nice, very cool. Yeah, I saw, I think it was a few weeks ago, you did an acoustic uh, Pat Benatar cover. I saw that yeah. with your dad. Yes, I did. Very nice, very, very uh, good selection of music for sure. Uh, I just, uh, I've been mostly on like a punk rock kick, so that's what I've been mostly listening to. I've been listening to like Rancid, Agent Orange, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but obviously, your new EP, Flirt, I've been jamming that a lot because uh, that is a very rocking EP. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been so good to have Flirt out there in the open. It's like now everyone can hear what I've been working on for so long. And I just, I love every single track for a different reason. And they're so, like, they are a part of me. And that's no exaggeration. They really are my life put into my music. Yeah, uh, for sure, especially with, you know, obviously with releasing music out to the world, it is is definitely like showing a part of yourself with um with the music and everything uh so how was it writing and recording the ep especially like with quarantine and lockdown and stuff did that affect the writing and recording process look because i work with um a lot of people internationally like i have my management in um the us and i have my producer in canada paul lane so because i've been so like consistently working with him over zoom calls and stuff when we write normally um it wasn't too different for me and i always say i'm really lucky because i was at the end of my cycle so i was needing to write and produce more music so that's what i've been working on recently um because obviously we had already finished the EP when Melbourne was out of lockdown. Now we're in lockdown again. So um, I've been busy doing a lot of um, writing and recording. So that's super cool. But yeah, communication hasn't changed too much for me because we're all on different sides of the world. But traveling and uh, performing definitely has. I gotcha. I'm glad uh, it didn't affect uh, the the EP uh, very much. Luckily, you're able to do it in between, you know, everything going on. But yeah, it's nice technology like what we're using right now to, um, you know, obviously able to communicate, especially work with Paul Lane, as you said, out of Canada. Uh, how was it uh, songwriting with him? I absolutely adore Paul. He is just the most talented person I know. And I'm so privileged and lucky to be working with such a heavyweight in the industry like him. He's just a killer songwriter and he's an even better mentor. Um, I love listen to his stuff from like the Stick It In Your Ear um, era and I, I love 
all his music that he's produced. I love all the defiance. I'm really just a big fangirl and I constantly remind him of that. I'm like, so what are you releasing next? I need to hear it. I need updates. Um, but yeah, I'm a super, super big fan of his. It's a really cool experience to actually work with someone that, as you said, you're a huge fan of to actually get to work with him and songwrite with him. Uh, it's just, that is an awesome experience. Definitely, definitely. So uh, what is like your writing process for um, songwriting? Like how do you build a song? It definitely depends on what kind of song I'm writing. Um, with Wannabe, which is my latest release, um, I actually came in with the concept when we went into the writing session. I'd had discussions with Paul pre previously about um, high school and exiting high school and how I felt um, the environment was and everything. And I knew that I wanted to write a track that basically summarized my entire experience in high school. And Wannabe really is the depiction of what I saw in high school. So I came in with that concept and I thought to myself, all these people are just clones. They're, um, reinventing, they're reinventing themselves, but they're reinventing themselves as people that have already been. One person liked this style of music, everyone liked this style of music. And they all want to be something that they're not and I thought that was just an interesting concept because in my musical um, uh, journey I never saw that I saw I grew up with people like Pauline I grew up with people like um, the musicians from the Radio Sun and Wicked Smile now who have always been individual people and they loved being themselves and I was always um, everyone wanted me to be myself as well when I was growing up. And to see that in high school, it was like such a different experience for me. So I went into the um, writing session with Paul and we had that concept and we had that word wannabe and everything kind of spanned off of that. Yeah, I really uh, like that music video uh, and the song itself because I, I related a lot to it yes. as well because like going through high school as well, uh, I could. I saw everyone was like, you know, following trends and just trying to, you know, follow the next person in front of them, as you said. And I was kind of like, ah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna go do my own thing because it's it, it, it's boring. It's not entertaining. It's not. Uh, it's not yourself even. And I think it's exactly, exactly. And I think it, it also it took inspirations from like it is '80s infused music, of course, but it also took inspiration from people like Pink, who have always wanted to be their own individual authentic self and i as an artist always look to those sort of people and those people that are performing because that's who i aspire to be like i want to be my individual self i want to be raw and authentic and i think that's what's so important about when you're releasing music very much for sure especially i think people do catch on like if you're just following a trend or if uh you're just trying to copy someone else like oh they made it so i'm gonna do exactly what they did or sound exactly like them i think people catch on to that people want Definitely. the uniqueness they, they want a, and people write songs about it too so <laughs> that's exactly exactly that's how you get want to be exactly but uh so the, the music video for uh, I I really enjoy it a lot. Yeah, it's a, I think four different costume changes I think in it. Uh, yes. So how was it filming it? Because they look like so much fun. It it was so much fun. I 
absolutely loved the music video and all the people that were in the video are like some of my closest friends. So when I had the idea for the music video, I was like, I want it to highlight performing and highlight what I really think I do best, which is performing and being myself and kind of like get that message out there that I'm I'm being authentic, I'm being raw. Why can why does everyone else have to feel like they need to be this clone of something else? Um, so yeah, that was really interesting to kind of, uh, put the video together because I wanted to highlight that and I knew exactly who I wanted to be in the video instantly when I came up with the concept. I was like, these people are some of my best friends, but they're also some of like my inspirations because they are so true to themselves. And that was really important in that video. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And if I hadn't checked it out, I'm going to leave a link for that in the description. But yeah, it just, um, it really hit, hit me just because there's a, as I said, you know, growing up, I was, my parents always taught me like, Hey, be yourself, just do what, you know, do what you want to do, but be yourself. You don't have to be fake. You don't have to follow other people if you don't want to. And I think that just, it's just really relatable to me with wannabe. Exactly. And like I said, that is something that I was always brought up with as well. So it was so confusing when I went into this environment and people were um, mocking people like myself, like other people that were different. And I, I was like, why are people not embracing this individuality? I just couldn't get my head around it. I couldn't understand it. So I wrote about it. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, I think it's just, uh, some people find it easier just to uh do what everyone else is doing because they don't have to think about it instead yes, of actually definitely. thinking about it and making you know having a character with themselves yes of course but yeah definitely check out wannabe check out the whole third ep because i really enjoy it but uh something i really want to talk about so obviously your dad steve is a guitar player uh so when did you learn to start playing the guitar that's a great question. I actually learned when I was about six or seven years old. I remember my dad bought me this pink acoustic guitar, which is, um, if anyone knows my dad, Steve Janewski, he loves playing loud. So he loves electric guitars. So this was very different for him. He loves acoustic as well, but it's his main baby is electric guitars. So he pulled out this acoustic guitar with my name on it in big white script. And I was just immediately obsessed. I was drawn to it. Um, I've told this story before and I'll tell it again because I think that one of the main things that makes me believe that I was drawn to the guitar is that I actually drew on a guitar of my dad's. Um, he wasn't, when, when I was about two years old, I wanna say three years old maybe, um, I got out one of my Sharpies, which is like a permanent marker, and I like wrote all over or scribbled all over his guitar. And he was a wreck. <laughs> it was like, oh, wow, she's learning. At least she's drawn to it, but um, she's drawing on it. That's not exactly what it's used for. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a super cool experience learning to play the guitar because it definitely, it was a bond between my dad, me and my dad. And I think that it was just so special to have that from such a young age. Yes, uh, especially, you know, uh, uh, having a dad that is a uh, guitar player, obviously a uh, you know, big, big influence on, on you, but actually growing up and as you said, forming that bond playing guitar, I think that's just, that's incredible. It's a very cool. 
Yes, thank you. And like I said, I'm a mega fan of everything he does as well. Like Wicked Smile is definitely my favorite stuff stuff he's ever released. And I am a mega fan of every single one person in that band. They're just such awesome, um, experienced, talented musicians. Definitely, for sure. I've, I've uh, listened to Wicked Smile. I, I really dig what they're doing. It is, it's just awesome rock and roll. That is like the best way I can describe it. Yeah. And hey, some people might call me biased, but I think it's one of the the best bands here in Melbourne, Australia, that's for sure. <laughs> no, not, not biased at all. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, something uh, happened very recently, I think a few months ago, uh, you started working with Fender Guitars. Uh, how did that come up? Yes, um, I'm so excited and privileged to be working with a company like Fender. Every single person I have talked to, I have um, just messaged or anything, um, anything I've had to do with Fender has been extremely positive. And I just, I've loved Fender guitars since I was such a little girl. Um, my first guitar, apart from the acoustic one, was a Fender guitar. And I remember that moment when my dad handed it to me and I was instantly, instantly in love. So to be able to work with such an awesome world-class brand is just unreal for someone my age. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, Fender's awesome. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of great things about their guitars. So actually getting to work with them, I think, you know, obviously congratulations on the endorsement. Uh, that, that's awesome. Thank you. And we just came out with Fender Picks as well. Um, I was lucky enough to work with um, US Fender on making uh, little guitar picks with my, um, like a caricature version of a photo I took. And they're like signed by me and they've got the Fender logo on the back. So they're pretty cool for the release of Flirt. That is awesome. Yeah, I heard about those exclusive picks. So that 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 is uh, very cool as well. To have you know, obviously picks and and the offended guitars and picks. That is very cool. Thank you. So I was and before uh, the release of Flirt, you actually released a live version of Like I Never Loved You. Um, where where was that recorded? That was recorded at GM Sound Studios. Um, I absolutely love everyone there. They're like my second family and I've got to know every single person there so well. It's where I rehearse every week um, with my band. And it's just, it was so awesome to record that because I think it really did highlight what I love most, which is performing and connecting with people as well. So being up on that stage, I'm ready to get back. And I am very excited to see where I travel to next with um, performing live. Yeah, definitely for sure. I know, uh... You've uh, done uh, shows in Chicago, Japan, yeah. uh, overseas, all of that. Uh, so, how is it? How is it performing outside of Australia? Is like, is the, is does it feel different, or does it just feel like you're at another like rock show? It's an unreal experience, and I I just love the fans internationally as much as I do. I love Australian fans as well, um, and they're just so so cool, super cool, and they just embrace music so naturally and they they love it and i i love seeing people out in the audience connecting so much that they're mouthing every single lyric to every single song i see i sing so um that's just an awesome experience as an artist and the first time i traveled um to japan to perform it was just such an eye-opening otherworldly experience i can't even put it into words the the fans there were just so 
awesome. They wanted to absorb every minute of it. And I am so like eternally grateful to have that experience. Yeah, Japan, uh, I've never been there. It's on my bucket list to visit Japan. Just uh, as you said, the it's a very it's a very different culture. It's so there's just so much very cool things there that you know uh, it's a, a very unique culture so that is on my list to visit japan at some point definitely and i think japan they just connect with music on a different level i've never seen it before and i'm so looking forward to getting back there super soon because um i've just never seen fans like they have in japan they're just so super cool they researched which is a cool fan story, I guess. Um, they researched my favorite like cartoon character, which is the Snoopy and Charlie Brown series. And my dog's called Snoopy, who is sitting on my bed, on the bed next to me. But um, he, I, I'm just so, so lucky to have people that are so invested and um, believe in me so much that they, they want to know everything. They want to be a part of it. And I'm so excited to like be their friend and meet them. Yeah, definitely. Especially, uh, you know, very dedicated fans in Japan, internationally, obviously in Australia. And it's just really cool. They actually, you know, took the time to actually do research on you uh, about you know, different favorite things and stuff. I think that is that that is so cool. It's unreal. And the connection they have is just like I said to the music, they don't some of them don't even speak the same language as you. But I feel like I'm so connected on like a deeply personal level to people within that country. It was just an awesome experience i can't even explain it yeah for sure that's just the power of music they're able to connect with people who may may or may not speak the same language as you or understand all the words but can still sing it and uh have a great time definitely definitely and uh coming back to australia because i'm i've interviewed a few bands from australia i'm familiar with some of the bands there but what's like what is like the music scene like in australia who are some of your favorite bands outside of wicked smile i'll put that in there <laughs> outside of wicked smile well i'm a big fan of black majesty too which may make me slightly biased as well but um no those the guys in that band is just they're just awesome guys and they're so super supportive like um we do slightly different styles of music but everyone is just it's a big family really and we'll go to each other's gigs and we'll support each other and i love i've always been a big fan of like black majesty as well i'm into power metal i'm into a wide range of styles so i'm a super big fan of theirs as well but um in terms of other australian acts like i love um acdc and stuff and i'm taking it back obviously a couple of years now but i love baby animals if you've heard of that band as well um which i think i want to say 80s 90s maybe yeah 90s i think um and I'm a super big fan of the lead singer. She's just awesome. I'm going to check some of those bands out. I am familiar with ACDC. I will say that. Uh, bon Scott era ACDC is my favorite, but that's just me. But yeah, ACDC is yeah. awesome. It's, they're world class. Oh, for sure. My, uh, my brother said... Uh, when uh everything went oh, like when the acdc tours again they're like we're taking because my dad's a huge acdc fan he actually has a um high voltage the australian edition on vinyl oh awesome i love that so yeah he's like he's a huge acdc fan so my brother's like we have to surprise him and take him to, a, in, to an acdc concert he's like i don't care how far we have to travel we're gonna do it i'm like all right yeah. i'm in 
Do it, do it. I know that my dad did a similar thing with Van Halen once and I'm a massive, massive Van Halen fan. Um, like I love all their albums and I'm such a big fan of theirs. So um, looking back, I wish I could have come with him to one of those shows um, to see them play live. But hey, we've got the music and we still connect to it even after um, Eddie's gone. So it's definitely super cool to have bands like that that make such a big um, difference in your life. Definitely, for sure. So uh, I really like how you said that, that, you know, they may be gone, but you can still listen to their music and still appreciate what they did. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. But I'm be wrapping up this interview. I do get a, a few more things. Uh, so if anyone has not listened to the Flirt EP, what can they expect from it musically and lyrically? Yeah, so like I said, Flirt is a reflection of my life. Um, I feel like it's the most connected and um, raw, authentic music I've ever brought out. And I believe that it's basically a modern take on rock. It's very 80s infused. And I really hope that you guys will check it out because I'm very, very excited to have released it. And I'm pretty sure that people are enjoying it. So check it out. I can say 100% I'm enjoying it. Uh, I can definitely say that. But yes, please check out uh, Stream. She's got uh, physical copies on your store as well. I will leave links for all of that in the description. Definitely give it a listen. But also, uh, as we close out 2021 and look into 2022, what are your future plans? What do you have in the works? I have a lot in the works at the moment. Obviously, I'm working alongside um, Fender Squire, so I'm very excited about that and will continue to do so. Um, also writing a lot of music and recording and I'm very excited that I'm going on tour next year. Fingers crossed. Um, I've already had my first back so <laughs> I can hopefully travel next year to the UK and play my a couple of shows there uh, with Wicked Smile so that'll be super super cool and I'm so excited to get over there because I've never been to the UK and I've heard so many brilliant things about it. That sounds awesome. I hope you have a great time. Uh, hopefully, you, hopefully everything works out. You can uh, get to the UK. Uh, it's funny you mentioned ACDC that they only uh, played in Australia and the UK. So that's going to be awesome. Yes, definitely. I, I do hope that works out. I hope you continue uh, doing all the great things you have in the works. Yes, fingers crossed for everything. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, obviously 2022, uh, hopefully things uh, start you know, continue to improve as they start to right now. Definitely. It's it's very exciting to be able to think about getting back out there, getting back out to traveling and to meeting people and to performing finally. Yes, I do. I do hope you get that chance again and everyone can hear live, uh, you know, obviously the great songs you, you've released so far with Flirt. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. For sure. And please check out Stream Support. Give a like to Cassie Paris. As I said, all the links will be in the description of this interview. Cassie, thank you so much for hanging out with me again here on Super Cool Radio. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Hey, I always try to make it a good time here on Super Cool Radio. And, of course, I am the host, as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Stay frosty.